Since the death of George Floyd at the hands of Minneapolis police this summer, policing has undergone intense cultural scrutiny. In two San Diego cities, the search for a new police chief has begun. But now, activists and community members are asking for more transparency in the hiring process that has historically been opaque. This begs the question, will these hires allow the public more say in how they are being policed? For the San Diego Union-Tribune, I'm Daniel Wheaton, and this is your San Diego News Fix. David Hernandez, you're a part of the public safety team at the San Diego Union-Tribune, and recently you wrote a story on this very issue. In broad terms, can you explain how do police departments usually choose their next police chief? Yes. Um, So in most cities, with the exception of San Diego, um, and this is most cities that have their own police departments, the Hiring of a police chief falls on city managers. Um, As we know, voters elect the city council and the city council hires city managers. So um, again, in most of these cities, the the hiring of a police chief falls on city managers. Mm -hmm. And when they go and, you know, decide who's the top cop going to be, what are the kind of key qualifications and skills they look for for someone who could fill that important role? Yeah, so... It really varies from city to city, and it's very much depending on what the city faces in that given moment, um, whether they're satisfied with the role of the police department in that moment. And um, a big chunk of it, too, has to do with, you know, the sense in the community in terms of how they view the police department. Um, So those are some of the things I heard from city managers in terms of what they keep in mind. Um, As the story mentioned, you know, the, the, the degree to which city managers collect input from the community varies um, and it has varied in the past from city to city. Um, But in terms of what they look for um, again, you know, it depends on whether they're satisfied with their police department and, um, If so, that may mean uh, they are comfortable with uh, going with someone within the department. And if they're not comfortable with the candidates they have in-house, they may choose to search outside of the department. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of similar to many high-profile positions. It kind of depends on the situation. And obviously, bigger cities have more resources and it can have a more diverse kind of board of candidates, while a smaller city would be dealing with a smaller pool. Exactly. Yeah. And um, I think it's important to note, too, that, you know, in in some ways, I think the way police chiefs are hired is uh, similar to the way city managers hire other um, city departments. And as a a former city manager told me, you know, he thinks it's important that it be recognized that the chief, the role of a police chief is very much different from the role of any other department head. Um, so that's something to keep in mind. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. And what cities are seeing uh, new police chiefs coming in uh, soon? So the two cities in the County that are uh, technically in the process of hiring are La Mesa and Oceanside. Um, so East County and North County, and uh, both have their own um, uh, kind of uh, situations to face. Um, so, for example, in Oceanside, they've had, um, amongst some community members, a reputation of having a hard stance or um, 
lack of trust within uh, certain communities, especially communities of color, low income, com low income communities, uh, and undocumented immigrants in particular. And Oceanside, uh, or sorry, and in La Mesa, as uh, you know, there were protests over the summer, and uh, one in particular uh, turned riotous. And so uh, recently, actually, residents in a uh, survey of sorts um, expressed that they lost faith in the police department. And uh, that mainly boils down to the fact that it got out of control um, and the police department also faced some criticism for uh, using tear gas and less lethal options like beanbag rounds. In one high-profile case, they struck a woman in the forehead. Um, and so that kind of sets the stage for what these two cities are facing in terms of hiring um, their next police chief. Mm -hmm. So for those people in the Mesa who are asking for changes to policing, what are some specific policy changes they want to see? And, you know, how does that factor in to choosing who will lead the department? Yeah, so it's really interesting because um, in Oceanside, I'll start there, there is some dispute, for lack of a better word, um, regarding whether the department or the city, that is, should go with someone from within the department or someone from with, uh, outside of the department. Um, some feel that there are good candidates in-house. And uh, in La Mesa, there's a lot more of a sense that because there's a lack of trust uh, that has recently broken down um, even deeper, um, there's a sense that the city should cast a wide net and try to see uh, what kind of applicants they can pull. Um, so in both cities, uh, the city managers have definitely faced calls from the public directly um, saying they wanna be involved in the process in terms of community forums or town halls, uh, participation on interview panels, and they want the cities to be transparent. Um, some community members have said they want the cities to name the finalist or at least introduce the finalist to the community before the hire is official. Um, so, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a number of different ways you can kind of tackle this thing. Like, for instance, um, you know, a sheriff is elected, but at the same time, you can imagine that these cities don't necessarily want this to become political. So it becomes a question of how do you get those chances for people to have input and how do you actually have it make a difference? Can you explain those tensions? Yeah, and uh, the last part of what you said rings true to a lot of community members. Um, in the past, there have been cities that have collected input either via community forums or in some cases, they have had community members on interview panels. Um, but in those situations, it still left a sense that their voice didn't really matter in the end. Um, and so, for example, um, a former city manager in, in Chula Vista, who is now retired, said that cities need to be pretty clear about just how that community input will be used to guide um, city manager's decision in terms of who they hire. Um, so there's that, that the call for, you know, be really clear about how you're going to use that input. Um, 
And in terms of it being political, um, city manager, some city managers, interestingly enough, or one in particular in Escondido said um, that uh, he doesn't really think the public should be involved in the process because uh, he thinks that uh, should the chief be, need to be held accountable, the city manager, it needs to be clear that the city manager holds the power to um, hold that chief accountable. Um, and so it needs to be clear that the chief, you know, that is hired by the city manager as opposed to the community. Um, and of course, there's some pushback to that, to that uh, notion, because, you know, nowadays, the community wants to have a voice. Um, and, uh, but yeah, it is a tricky balance, it does get political. Um, and city managers said they talk to the, the departments, the police departments, that is, and uh, the unions, have, you know, they collect input from the unions as well, the city council. Um, but at the end of the day, the decision does fall on, on the city manager. Mm -hmm. And since the summer, have there been any substances changes in the way that police departments kind of hear this criticism and do something to respond to it? Because the status quo of policing is very much, we're the police, you do what we say, but now that conversation is shifting, have you seen any kind of major shifts anywhere in the county? Yes. Um, I think, uh, you know, a lot of uh, voices now are uh, being heard as opposed to in the past um, for various reasons. Um, you know, one thing that comes to mind that came from this reporting that I found really interesting was that um, an activist in Escondido um, hadn't met the chief of police there who was hired in 2019 until this uh, June of this year during a protest outside of the Escondido Police Department headquarters. Um, the chief uh, on that day had joined protesters and actually took a knee with them. Um, so we're seeing a little bit more of those um, types of interactions, although they're certainly not, you know, widespread, I would say a lot of the times it's activists, you know, asking for a meeting with the chief based on what I've heard um, in any given city. Um, so they're being a lot more vocal and asking for a seat at the table. And in many cities, they are being heard. Um, in many cities, you know, they would say they're not being heard enough. Um, so that that is evolving. Um, and the city, man city managers and police chiefs I spoke with who either hired or were hired as chiefs in 2019. Um, some of them actually did reflect and say that they understand why the community wants to say and that in hindsight, their hiring process wasn't as open as it could have been. You know, some said, um, if I were to hire today, I would have a town hall of sorts. Um, so, you know, there is a sense that things are changing, um, at least when it comes to uh, hearing out the, what the community wants in a process like hiring a chief. Mm -hmm. And uh, what's the timeline that we're expecting to hear who the new, uh, you know, candidates will be in Oceanside and La Mesa? Yeah, so we're expected to get more information uh, in the coming days or weeks in terms of what each of the city's process will look like. Um, you know, and it would be interesting to see just how they will involve the community or to what degree. Um, but in La Mesa, the timeline is about three, they, they want to hire someone um, as soon as possible, but they said it will take about three months. 
And in Oceanside, um, it may be more uh, quicker than that because the chief of police, the current chief of police is set to retire in late December. So that's obviously coming up and that could change. He may be asked to stay a bit longer for a transition period. Um, but they're definitely um, trying to move quickly because they know this is important to the community. Mm-hmm. And finally, uh, 2020 has been an exhausting year. In what ways do you see the BLM movement continuing to have an effect when it comes to changes to policing when so much political oxygen is sucked up by you know the national political story and the pandemic? Yeah, um, that's a good question. I think it's definitely... Um, been interesting to see how it's con- that conversation has continued in many ways. Again, you know, people uh, coming to the table or finding their own seat at the table, so to speak. Um, so, for example, there was a recent discussion about the city of San Diego's uh, a police budget, and you know that was an opportunity for community members to continue the conversation at a, in a political, technically setting. Um, so. You know, in many ways, they've tried to um, push for uh, their priorities to be prioritized by city leaders. Um, you know, otherwise, in many ways, I think we would be seeing the status quo um, in terms of city leaders setting the agenda or moving forward with uh, a hiring in a way that has in the past was the norm, you know, whether that's promoting internally or whatever it may be. Um, so again, I think it boils down to the fact that community members are um, asking, or in many cases, just making their own seat at the table. Mm-hmm. Certainly, we've seen that. Uh, that's one theme of 2020 is that political engagement on every level has increased. And hopefully this can continue because this is how democracy is supposed to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was really interesting. I'll just add that in uh, Oceanside, uh, because of uh, pushback when the city manager decided to go with an internal recruitment. Um, in the end, the city put out a survey for community members to kind of have a say in terms of how the city should move forward, but um, also to just get a sense of uh, the level of support for the police department. And so that was just an example of how, um, you know, the community is shaping the way cities go about their business. Um, And in many ways, it's not business as usual, although there are still calls for, you know, additional community involvement and transparency. Mm -hmm. All right, David Hernandez, thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the San Diego News Fix. It's Tuesday, so listen to the latest episode of Name Drop. Here, the UT's Abby Hamblin and Chrissy Totten interview Lynn Reeser, Chief Economist at Point Loma Nazarene University. Name Drop San Diego is available wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is made possible by subscribers to the San Diego Union Tribune. If you're not yet a subscriber, please go to uniontrip.com slash subscribe. Until next time.